0: Welcome to the Paradigm Shift Podcast, where we are unraveling the roots of abortion through real-life stories and expert conversations. Sit back, relax. We have an awesome guest. Her name is Carolyn Franzen. She is the newest member of the Support After Abortion team. She is the programming coordinator for Support After Abortion. Welcome, Carolyn. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Let me tell you audience, we just spent the last 30 minutes battling with technology unlike you would ever believe, but we have <laughs> overcome. So we are here for you today. If there's Any um, technology glitches, we'll try to figure them out along the way, but we're just gonna get right to it, Carolyn. Um, you know, you have your own abortion testimony and how do you feel about sharing that with those that are watching?
1: I would love to share that. Thank you. Um, so my story begins. I come from, well, in my childhood, I come from a divorced family. I'm one of six siblings, or I have I am one of six. I have five siblings. Um, when I went through my teen years, I was pretty per- promiscuous and ended up I found myself in a relationship um, that then I became pregnant in. Uh, at 19 years old. So being in that, it was a very unhealthy relationship. And so once I found out I was pregnant and I, it was very unplanned and unexpected, I then went to my boyfriend at the time, told him that I was pregnant and his first response was, well, you're not gonna keep it, right? And so that was when I was first faced with the option of abortion. I knew it was an option. I honestly really only thought of it as my only option Uh, definitely when then I felt and knew from his response that I was going to be doing this on my own. And so fear took over. I didn't want to tell my family because I was very ashamed. I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, So I didn't even give them the opportunity to really know about it. So ultimately I made the decision to have an abortion. I had a chemical abortion. And so that was a very scary experience. And I'm sorry, this, this could, possibly get graphic if you, uh, is that all right, Karen, if I explain a little bit of my actual abortion experience? Yeah, and so
0: let me just thank you for setting that up for me. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're watching and if you've experienced an abortion, this might bring up some stuff for you, what Carolyn's gonna share right now. So we have people on Facebook right now that can field your questions or correspond with you, talk with you if you find that you're struggling, but this is an adult conversation that we're gonna be having here. So I mean, I thank you, Carolyn, for being willing to go there
1: yes yes thank you and so just to backtrack a little bit um i i just i didn't even realize when i went to take my test at a planned parenthood um that i was going to ultimately make the decision to have an abortion i was thinking about it when the test came back positive the nurse came in and handed me a pamphlet or i'm sorry asked me what i was going to or she goes so what are you going to do And in my, I just remember being so caught off guard by that question because I didn't even think I really understood what she meant. And all I said was, well, I can't be a mom. And i was just stunned and so she handed me a pamphlet that was just about abortion where the clinic was and so on and so forth and so then i made my appointment went in and then got um and had the chemical abortion um
0: let me interrupt you let me interrupt you just for a second carolyn so did you tell anyone during this process Did was anybody supporting you at all family or friends or any of your siblings
1: right so i i did um ultimately once I knew my brother, um, that we were very, very close, and uh, he was more like a father figure to me. I was living with my dad at the time. Like I said, my parents were divorced, and so I went to his house because I didn't want to go home and be around my father. And so when I went there, I think he was completely caught off guard. Right. And, and didn't know how to handle that situation either because he was also rather young. And so I did confide in him and he allowed me to stay there and talk to me through it. Never said to, but never said not to. Right. And so ultimately I was in the mindset of I'm going to make this decision. I did this. Right. I am now feeling very alone and isolated. So now I am responsible for what is going to happen and so then which then felt and i I knew in the moment was to have
0: an abortion that was the, the decision that i chose and isn't that so common don't we hear that all the time you know that we just have a problem we need to take care of a problem abortion seems like the only choice and we really don't get any input or counseling from anyone right about what the process might be like the physical process of it might be like or what the aftermath might be like so continue on with your story i just want the people out there to know that You know, this is very common what Carolyn is talking about right now the isolation and the aloneness, and making, you know, making a lot of the decision on her own.
1: Yes, yes. And the, my, and I was alone, like in this process, I already knew what my boyfriend decided, right? So I knew his choice already. And so it was left up to me. And, and I had, and I just felt like I had no support, I had no one I could go to. And so ultimately, I did take some time. Um, to make the decision on what to do. I actually took about five days to contemplate what I was going to do. Um, And now looking back, I don't think I realized it in the moment, but it was because I knew it was wrong, right? And so I was trying to like give myself time to really cope with what I was doing. However, society played a huge role in my decision. Um, Definitely with everything being that abortion is an option and that it's okay and that this isn't a baby, right? Like that's that's what I was told anyway, that's my experience. And so that's what I was dealing with, trying to understand that it wasn't a baby. I think I was trying to convince myself of that yeah. to then justify my, my decision. So ultimately I went to the clinic, I had, uh, or I took the abortion pill, I came home and I remember when I left, they said, oh, you'll just have a heavy period and it will be slightly painful. Um, but when I got home, I looked in the bag with the pills and there was um, pain medicine. And I remember thinking, I don't need pain medicine for my periods, right? Even if they're heavy. So I don't think I really need these. Well, I was very wrong. And so it was, it was super painful. Um, I actually remember um, I, later on through healing, I remembered this moment that i I didn't want to take the pain medication because I wanted to feel it, right? I thought I deserved mm-hmm. this because this was the choice that I made. And that was a very hard thing for me to come to that realization. Um, it took a, uh, quite a while to get to that realization, but I think I was trying to punish myself, right? And so um, ultimately I had to take the pain medication because I was in so much pain. And I remember I was in the bathroom alone. I was, with, I was at my brother's house. He was there. Um, luckily for me, there was someone there, um, but I wouldn't allow him in the bathroom, right? He was my brother, it, it was just an, uncomfortable situation so I remember sitting there bleeding heavily thinking am I going to have to go to the hospital like am I bleeding to death I mean it was much heavier than a heavy period like they had stated and so there was a whole lot of fear and I I was alone in that moment and then ultimately um, I passed my baby into the toilet and I remember and I will never forget that moment of flushing that toilet
0: because Mm -hmm.
1: that that was the moment that i completely disconnected right um and then that also started out the rest of my (laughs) my life after that so that was the complete moment where there was so let
0: me let me stop Yeah. Let me just stop you there for a minute. There's a couple of things that you said that I just want us to develop for the people that are watching. So you said that that's a chemical abortion. Can you tell me what that process is? What's the physical process of it?
1: Right. So when the chemical abortion that I had, which was 10 years or 11 years ago at the clinic, the doctor comes in and makes you take the first pill, um, which is called mess. I can't ever pronounce it, but anyway. Anyway, you take the first pill and then that separates the baby from the uterine wall, right? And when he gave me that, I remember him saying, before you take this and you have to take it in front of me and I have to check in your mouth to make sure you swallowed it, right? Because once you take this, there's no turning back. And so um, I didn't quite understand what that meant. Later on, I found out why. And so then he sent me home with four pills that I had to insert um, once I got home. And then those would start the contractions, right? Now I realize they were contractions. Back then I thought they were just really bad cramps um, because now I I have had children. So, um, And then obviously the pain medication.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, Because there are, for those of you that may not know, there's a surgical abortion um, where they insert like a suction device and clean out the uterus that way. And now we have the pill abortion or the chemical abortion as Carolyn just described. You know, I I can't even imagine what that must have been like for you, Carolyn, in that bathroom by yourself, bleeding, and all this pain. um You know, we hear testimonies all the time from people that have had both. Jesse was on not too long ago, and she yeah. talked about her surgical abortion and her chemical abortion, and the and the chemical one was so much worse because you play an active role in it, right?
1: Yes. Yes, like that flushing.
0: Yes. Yeah, I remember Jesse talked about it. that as well mm-hmm. yeah, and taking pill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it
1: like after? Well, so after, even though there was relief, right? Because there was a lot of emotion leading up to that decision. Um, there was also, it was very much intertwined with regret instantly. Um, I didn't realize at the time that it was regret, right? I didn't, I didn't have the capacity to even understand that. Um, and so I ended up on a downhill spiral um, of just depression, drinking, drugs, Um, more men, not, not relationships, just more promiscuity. I mean, it was just an absolute, it was a complete numb moment of my life, right? I was just numbing everything I was feeling, not realizing that's what I was doing in the midst of it. But that's ultimately what I was doing was I was running from the decision that I made.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So then you met your husband. Yes. Right. Oh, that brought a big smile on. That's awesome. Um, So tell us about that and how your life started to change at that
1: point. So I, I did. I, I met my husband about, um, two years after my abortion and, um, ultimately eight months into our relationship, we found out we were pregnant. And so, um, that was a really big shock for me and and so in that moment i remember thinking well i could do this again you know i could have another abortion because i wasn't even still dealing with my first one right like i had completely pushed that down and i wasn't i wasn't dealing with any of that um but there was a major difference there um it was my ultimately telling my now husband my my boyfriend at the time and his response i was bracing you know i was i remember i was bracing for the worst i was bracing for what i had received the last time and instead i i received love and understanding and support and um and ultimately he brought me to the lord and so um he came from a christian background i did not and so um even though we weren't living that or we weren't he wasn't probably in his walk, he had kind of strayed from his walk with the lord right he ultimately brought me to that place later on and we decided um to keep our son and have our son
0: yeah so in conversations that we've had before you told me when you started going to church was when the percolation started to happen right when you got Right, the percolations of what you had done, you know, three years before—not that you really like paid attention to, to them or anything—but just that whole um, relationship with God aspect makes it hard to deny, right? That like that there was life. So, but let's talk about your firstborn, Lars. Let's, so this again is going to be difficult for some of those uh, some of you watching to hear, um, but this is the reality of it. This is the reality of abortion. And how it can impact the ability to bond with children, the ability to be intimate in relationships. And it really does. It really is hard on relationships. So you're pregnant, you're having a boy. Mm-hmm. So
1: I remember and and many people saying, Oh, you know, it's so great being pregnant and feeling them move. And it's such a cool experience. And it's uh, it's such a cool bond with your child. And Unfortunately, I didn't have that. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really, I mean, I, I, I bonded, right? I was excited to be having a baby, um, but I didn't get to fully experience it, I feel like how some other people have and how they've explained it to me. And so the biggest thing for me was the day that he was born. So not just throughout my pregnancy did I have a disconnect, but the day he was born This one, this is a hard thing for me to talk about, but um, it was the happiest, most amazing day of my life, but it was also the saddest Um, because that was the day that I had to really fully face my abortion decision that I had made three years prior. Um, Just shy of three years prior. And so when he was born, I remember my husband, um, who um, saying to me, uh, do you here, give the baby to, to her, let her hold him right after he was born. And, and I said, I, I don't want to. I can't. I can't. I was like, no, you hold him. Like I can't. I can't even look at him. I remember thinking that. I didn't say it out loud. Right. Because I could see the joy and everything on my husband's face. But for me, it was a moment of, of complete realization um and it was the first time that i really truly faced the impact that my abortion made
0: yeah so if there's those of you watching out there that have been through a similar experience we have people on facebook right now that can talk you through that emotion that's got to be extremely hard thank you so much carolyn for sharing that with us but that's not where your story ends right no and I get emotional.
1: Um, I think, you know, our children have such a big place in our hearts and, um, but, but now I've had, I now have two more children, right? And, and, and the truth is even when they were born, there was still that sadness, you know, there was still that definitely when my second child, my first daughter was born, it was still very prominent um, because I hadn't even began healing from my abortion decision. I was still in that realization mode. You know where i was still trying to avoid a lot um but then my third pregnancy um she my second daughter who is now two um when she was born there was still a sadness right i think there there, there's oh that's that's kind of something that comes up for me personally each time um that i even sometimes even look at my children but um there's so much joy because after she was born was when i found support after abortion. And I s- entered into my first healing group, which happened to be with you, Karen. it and was, began it was, it
0: was, yeah, it yeah. was. You know, so you can come from a place of not wanting to hold your children, not wanting to look at it, your very firstborn after it's born, to a place where you can sit on a platform like this and share it with other people. So so we can relate with each other. That's what this is all about. You know, I mean, grief and loss is, is similar, no matter what the actual experience was. So thank you again for being here to do that. So let's talk about your... Listen, you were tough. I mean, I think I had moments of thinking... You know, i would never seen the process fail and I had moments of thinking, this is not going to work on Carolyn, you know, but so share with me, <laughs> share, you know what I'm saying is true, right? <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do.
1: Um, yeah, I've been told that um, a couple of times by you that I was a difficult one and, and I'm not surprised <laughs> by that comment. Um, and honestly, I didn't even want to go through healing even when I started. Um, I had a very dear close friend of mine that had heard about support after abortion, mention it to me, right. That I had met through my church. And, and just um, so I can
0: tell everybody who that was, that was Lisa Rowe, the now CEO of support after abortion is Carolyn's yes. good friend and the whole reason that Carolyn came into healing and now was part of our team. So thank you, Lisa.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. Love you girl. Uh, and so I said, I, I, the first time she brought it up, I said, no, I said, no, I don't need that. I'm fine. You know, because I at that point I had started some healing with God. Right. And so I had shared part of my or I had shared my abortion experience with Lisa. And so Lisa said, well, I know about support after abortion. I said, no way. So then because of her loving heart a little later on very gently a few months later she said you know i know we talked about it before but i really have heard about this support after abortion and i really think that you you should look into it i think you would really um get something out of it and so i was like okay now she's brought it up twice and i really look up to this person and i love her dearly so i'm going to take her advice right and i trust her so I walk into my my first day at um my healing group um we did transforming your story and i walk in and i think my face showed it because i have this where i show share my emotions very well on my face and i was like i don't need to be here that was what i said as i was walking i remember thinking to myself i do not why am i even here right i don't need to do this um i'm fine I'm fine. That was my mantra. And so I sat down and and I listened to Karen speak. And then I listened to, I was in, it was a group setting. So there were were other women in our group that had also had abortion experiences. And so they shared theirs. And I remember it was, I I think if I remember, I was last, which I don't, was not a coincidence. I don't know if Karen set that up or if that's how God played it out, but they got to me and I remember thinking, wow, I'm really not okay. You know, um, being able to listen to other people's experiences was ultimately the first time I really felt like I wasn't alone because I always knew other people had abortions. I always knew that other people could have different feelings that I had, but until I actually heard it and was witness to that, it... It, it, I can't even put that into words, but it, it ultimately made me feel like, wow, I am not alone. And I do need this. And there is so much more work that God wants to do within me with this, that
0: I, I just can't avoid it anymore. Yeah. So during that process, Carolyn, I'd be interested in knowing what was, share with the audience, those that are watching, what was the biggest takeaway for you through that healing journey, that first program that you went through?
1: Um, the biggest takeaway was uh, the the major disconnect with my children. I know I, I talked about that earlier, but to go into it a little more in depth, you know, I wasn't able to be the complete mother that my children needed me to be in the first two specifically, right? Because they're older mm-hmm. um, and I hadn't been in any kind of healing at that point. And so I missed out on a lot of things that I could not enjoy because I emotionally couldn't handle it, right. I hadn't even began to work on myself to be able to even be the best version of myself for my children. And so once I realized that, you know it was it was bittersweet. You know, it was like, well, they missed out on this. I I mean, I'm talking a detachment to the point where it was hard for me to hug my children. I mean, it was hard for me to kiss them, to say, I love you. I do, did, I, I really fully did, but I didn't know how to express it, right? Because that was one thing that I struggled with was physical touch and, and emotion. Um, because of, for so long, I associated those incorrectly. And so I didn't know how to do it, um, but through healing and being able to realize that and name it, I was able to start acknowledging it. And then when I noticed it, correcting it in that moment. And so then with my third daughter, I would say she has a healthier version of me. And now my older two, even though they're older, they still have a healthier version of me. And so that was my biggest
0: realization
1: throughout um, yeah,
0: that's great. And I, I think we have a picture, uh, a more recent picture of you yeah. with your kids and uh, the healthier version yeah, of you. Yeah. Yes, um, my baby. Right? Available to them. Look yeah. at those little babies. That's about a year and a half old, isn't it? A year
1: old? Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. It's about a year and a half old. Um, my middle one, Nora, is now two. So, But that was a great day. That was a, a few days. That was Mother's Day. the the first Mother's Day after Nora was born. So she was about two years old, or two weeks old, I'm sorry, or two months
0: old, I'm sorry. So speaking of Mother's Day, you had a realization this this year about Mother's Day. Do you want to share that since you brought up Mother's Day? Because that was always a holiday that I hated, and I never knew why. I
1: never... The, yes. Thank you for bringing this up, by the way. Um, I haven't thought about it in a while and I think I needed the refresher. Um, so I never fully celebrated Mother's Day. I never allowed myself to. Um, I was still punishing myself um, for my abortion um, decision. But because of healing, like going through that group and things like that, like I this year, being able to have now that I have all three of my children, and then knowing that I have my child in heaven and that I will be able to be with her someday, um, I really fully enjoyed my Mother's Day for the first time. And um, I have four children, and I was able to say that and really mean it, and and really understand it, and and forgive myself in that sense.
0: Yeah. And if I could just put in a couple of cents, you know, the biggest takeaway that I had from my very first healing group—and like you, I've been through many—is I had told myself I wasn't able to have children after my abortion when I was in college, and and I told myself for decades I'm never going to be a mom. You know, mm. I mean, just to be blunt, to tell you really what was going through my head, you know, I told myself over and over, I killed the only baby God had for me, and I'm never going to be a mom. And in my group, I fully learned that I am a mom. My baby's not with me, but I am a mom and nobody can take that away from me. And so like you, once that revelation happened, I bought myself a ring, you know, to just remind me of my daughter. And Mother's Day, I just celebrate Mother's Day with all the other mothers, where before I always felt left out. So thanks for going there with us. Um, So... You worked at a pregnancy center not too long ago. You were the coordinator for one of our centers. We had three when we were affiliated with mm-hmm. a pregnancy center in Southwest Florida. So tell me what mm-hmm. that was like for you. And you know, for those a pregnancy center um, employees, staff, or volunteers that might be watching, you know, one of the things that's hardest to maneuver through is that abortion-minded client, right? And so I know that you're really good at that. And so I just wanted to see if you had something that you could say to those people out there that work in the industry, some kind of insight as to how to deal with somebody that's considering abortion like you were.
1: Yeah, so after my healing, it felt kind of like a whirlwind, right? I went through that i did some volunteer work with support after abortion then i got brought on to this pregnancy center to be a director at one of, of the offices um and so i was seeing crisis um pregnant like un, unexpected pregnancies so women in crisis in these moments that were contemplating having an abortion and so i got to sit in with them and listen to them tell me how they're contemplating an abortion and and I saw then you know how I could relate to them right I had been in that same place I just didn't have anyone to talk to about it I didn't have anywhere to go that I felt safe that I could share about that um, with somebody and and talk about my decision making in that process and so to encourage anyone who works in a pregnancy center um, yeah I I did. You know, really do a great job in those rooms, right? With those people, like they in or in those situations where they were very abortion-minded. Um, and really, what I, you know, what God helped me in doing and and getting with uh, in those situations was that I just met them where they were, right? Like I just showed them that because a lot of these people coming in, they don't even know what trust is. They don't even know how to fully, they've never even really fully been loved or may not even have a friend period. And so that's what I had to start out with was it had to build this, this foundation of you can trust me. We can have this conversation we can talk about these options and I'm not here to pressure you or judge you. This is a safe place where we can talk about the things that we need to talk about and we can discuss all of your options so you can make the best educated decision. And so in those moments, it's just building, it's all about relationship with that person and planting the seeds along the way, right? But it's just ultimately building a relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's really good, Carolyn. Um, I can remember conversations with you where you said that you just really need to be able to relate with that client that's considering an abortion and you gotta keep it real. And if I'm right? sorry. No, go ahead. Carolyn, it it seems like we might be having um the technology isn't cooperating very well. Um, how about if you try refreshing your browser? And I'm oh, just going to talk sorry. to the people that um, are viewing for a minute. And they- but ultimately it's. So we're having um, some technical issues. I'm sorry about that. Um, I just wanted to let you know that, um, you know, as Carolyn said, you know, abortion doesn't discriminate. Um, it do- there's no face to abortion. It could be the waitress at your favorite restaurant. It could be the cashier at Walmart that's helping you out. It could be your doctor or your dentist or the person that sells you your movie ticket. So you never know who might you might come in contact with that could benefit from the services of support after abortion or any of the other agencies that we're featuring here on our healing network. So I'm going to ask you to share this video with your email contacts and, and encourage your friends and family and your email contacts to share it as well. Because the more that we can get this message out across the country, the more people are going to know where to get help after abortion. We did some research not too long ago that said that 80% of the people that wanted help, that were struggling after their abortion and wanted help, had no idea where to go. 15% Of the remaining 20% said they would go to Planned Parenthood. So, the purpose of, or one of the purposes of this healing network is to make sure that people know where to go to get help. Hi, Carolyn, we're back. Are you there with me? Can you hear me, Carolyn? Oh, now I'm thinking that Carolyn can't hear me. Um, So, I'm not sure if maybe I should try to refresh or we'll try bringing her back in again. So, again, if you'll, if you'll, Share this link, it will be on our Facebook page or it will be on our YouTube page. Next week um, on the Healing Network, we're gonna have Trione back. She was the one that's from Nevada that shared her um, journey with you, the journey through sexual abuse and trafficking from a very young child. Now we're gonna talk to her about the the ministry that she founded. It's a pregnancy center in Reno, Nevada and the unique um, way that she's reaching women. Um, especially women that are in um, you, you know, the industry like um, exotic dancing and things like that. So we're gonna have Trion on next week. Um, I think that we're just gonna close out now. I'm so sorry that we can't finish up with Carolyn, but um, thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, you are not alone. Contact us today at supportafterabortion.com. If you are inspired by today's message, we welcome you to join the conversation by following us on Facebook or Instagram.